Hello, and welcome to the Major Gifts Fundraiser podcast. I'm Monica Van Deventer. Let me tell you a little bit about the tribe we're building here at Major Gifts Fundraiser. We're working with people like you who want to be among the very best in this field. You want to accomplish great things. You want to challenge yourself. You want to grow, and you are up for going on a journey because you know a journey is what it takes to become the very best version of yourself. You're listening to this podcast because you know that in order to be a great fundraiser, you have to spend time thinking about how you'll be a great fundraiser. You can learn more about our new online training programs at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. And without further ado, here's Clark. Buenos dias, mis amigos. Hey, it's me again. That's right, Clark Van Deventer from majorgiftsfundraiser.com. Hope that you are having a great day. All right. How many times do I have to tell you? Did your parents ever say that to you when you were a kid? How many times do I have to tell you? Uh, the answer to that question is, right? Like if you if you say this to your kids, like if you have kids, right, and you ever say this to your kids, how many times do I have to tell you? The answer is a lot, right? We have to hear things over and over and over again before we really learn them. And then even once we learn them, yeah, we need to be reminded more than we need to be instructed. Really, we do. Like we just need to be reminded of these things. So if you want to be a great fundraiser, like thank you for listening to this podcast because you are being reminded of the things that make fundraisers great. This is Earl Nightingale. We become what we think about most of the time. Right? Earl Nightingale like was a more popular expression of William James. Right, the quote I shared in the last podcast episode: "If you only care enough for a result, you will almost certainly attain it. If you wish to be rich, you will be rich. If you wish to be learned, you will be learned. If you wish to be good, you'll be good. If you wish to be a great fundraiser, you will be a great fundraiser. Only you must really wish these things and wish them exclusively, and not wish at the same time a hundred other incompatible things just as strongly." We become what we think about most of the time. So how much time are you spending thinking about how to be a great fundraiser? And that's what we do at Major Gifts Fundraisers. Help you become a great fundraiser. Help you hone your skills. So thank you for listening to the podcast. And check out Peak Performance Fundraising, our flagship training course at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. All right. I love... This topic we're going to talk about today. All right, we are now on step four. Four steps to planning your way to success. Going to make this the best year yet. That's the goal, right? Best year yet. How are you going to get there? And we're going to automate your success. Really what we do at Major Gifts Fundraiser, we've created a system. And I always just ask fundraisers, do you trust me? Like, yes, Clark, I trust you. (laughs) Do you trust me? Yes, Clark, I trust you. All right, score your points. All right, that's what we're talking about today in step four. Score your points. I'm giving you some metrics to measure your success. Because we have lead measures and we have lag measures. The lag measure is dollars raised, right? At at some point, your fundraiser, you got to raise money. That's the lag measure. It lags behind. The lead measure, what are the things that we need to measure Leading up to that, what are the metrics we can put in place to know that you, fundraiser, are on the right track? 
score your points. All right, I'm going to give you the lead measures today. Okay, so here's what here's what you're going to do. You're going to make it your goal every month to score 100 points. How do you score points, you ask? All right. You're going to give yourself one point. You make a phone call. You send an email. You use some messaging service to request a meeting. All right. You don't even get a message back. <laughs> or you just leave a voicemail. You send a text that never gets responded to. You send a LinkedIn message. You send a Facebook message, an email, whatever it is. Like You reach out to someone and you are like, can we meet? Not like a hypothetical, let's meet someday. But like, I'm going to be in Miami the second week of April and I would love to meet with you. Right. That's that's what I'm talking about. One point just for reaching out to someone and asking for a meeting. You're going to give yourself two points if you actually have a conversation. All right. So I, I call someone and I get their voicemail and I leave a voicemail. That's one point. Just just made the call. All right. But I actually they return my call or they answer the phone. And I actually have a conversation with that person. I'm going to give myself two points. They could turn me down. I still give myself two points because I've had a real conversation. There's been human connection, right? It could be a text back, right? It could be an email back, a message back, right? There's there's some back and forth. You got a live one here. You're going to give yourself two points. You're going to give yourself three points. If you actually have a meeting, you are meeting face-to-face with your donor, preferably in his or her office or living room. I prefer the living room or the kitchen. But you're meeting face-to-face. Oh, sure, you're going to get some meetings at Starbucks or at the club. But I want to be in their house, in their home. You're going to give yourself four points if you are meeting with one of your top 20 prospects. All right. I want to reward you for focusing on the people who you have previously scored using the do. They've gotten a high do score. Go back and listen to step one if you haven't listened to that podcast episode yet. I want you to focus on your most important people. So I'm going to give you four bonus points. If you are meeting with one of your top prospects, you're going to give yourself five points. If you make an ask, you ask your donor to give a gift above and beyond their typical level of giving to your organization. So I'm meeting with a donor who typically gives $500 and I ask for $5,000. I would give myself that. If I'm just like asking for their continued support, hey, can we count on your support this year? Uh, no, right? This is a, this is a special gift. This is a big gift. It's it's above and beyond their uh, previous level of giving. At ten times, maybe five times the size of the previous gift. So uh, I ask for a gift of ten thousand dollars from a donor who gives a thousand bucks, typically. All right, you're going to give yourself five points for making that ask. And then you're going to give yourself six points 
when you close a gift. Your donor gives a gift above and beyond their typical level of giving to your organization. So I've asked for a gift of $10,000 from a donor who gives typically at the $1,000 level, and they give $5,000. Do I give myself six points? <sighs> Maybe. They give $2,500? Uh, probably not. Yeah, probably not. Like, good for me. I got my five points for making the ask. And they did give a gift above and beyond their typical level of giving, but it wasn't an exponential gift. So I'm probably not going to give myself six points for that. Right? And, and the reason I talk in these terms, like, ah, oh, pro probably not. Yeah, maybe I would. Right? Look, this is about you. All right? This is giving you a metric to measure your own success. So really, like, just look in the mirror. Look in the mirror and ask yourself, should I give myself six points for this? All right, all these points, like you you score them, um, they add up, right? Like I get one point for making the phone call. As soon as it's dialing, I'm giving myself a point. All right, when they answer the phone and I'm having a conversation, I, I give myself two more points. So now I have three points. And they say yes to the meeting and I'm now in their living room. Right, that's three more points. I'm now at six points. So these add up pretty fast. I want to score 100 points over the course of a month. <coughs> oh, excuse me. All right. When you then go on these meetings, don't worry if you're scoring lots of ones and twos and threes and fours, especially early on. I'm not worried about you asking for gifts. Not yet. Like that time's going to come. But I want you to fill your pipeline. I want you to fill your funnel. I want you to meet with lots of donors, right? Because success is a numbers game. If you if you send enough visit letters and make enough calls, you'll get enough meetings. If you have enough meetings, you'll have enough quality meetings. If you have enough quality meetings, You'll end up with enough quality prospects. If you end up with enough quality prospects, you'll have the necessary pool of donors from which to ask for the big gifts that will propel your career forward and the mission of your organization forward. In the meantime, all right, when you're going on these trips, I want you to be professional. I want you to position yourself as a professional fundraiser. Like I want the people you're calling on to know that you are a fundraiser. You're not trying to position yourself as something else. We ask professional fundraising questions. And if you've not gotten them from us, um, email me at Clark at Major Gifts Fundraiser for a copy of my uh, strategic questions document. I want you to ask really good questions and position yourself as a professional in your field. I want you to be a living donor recognition wall. I want you to tell stories about other donors you are working with and the gifts those donors are making. Right? Like you're in the meeting. And the donor says to you, what do you fly back to Washington? And you could say you fly back on Thursday, or you could say I'm flying back on Thursday because I need to be in the office on Friday because I'm working with a donor in Tallahassee who's setting up a charitable remainder trust, and they're including our organization in their will, and I'm working with them on it. Right? And then all of a sudden, the donor's like, oh, oh, okay. I know what you do now. Right? And you're planting a seed by being a living donor recognition wall. And then I want you to remember the three E's, energy, empathy, and enthusiasm. 
Institute for Charitable Giving years ago did a study on what donors are looking for in a person calling on them for an organization they support. These were the three E's that came back, energy, empathy, and enthusiasm. All right, then as you go on more and more trips, I want you to think about continuously uh, keeping your funnel full and keeping a, a healthy donor pipeline by continuously having all four types of donor meetings. All right, so basically there are four types of donor meetings that you can have, right? There's discovery, cultivation, solicitation, and stewardship, right? A discovery meeting is all about discovering whether or not the person you're calling on is a qualified prospect. So a discovery meeting in which you determine that the person you're calling on is not a qualified prospect is still a productive meeting because now you can cross that name off your list and you've just freed up mental energy to now focus on your other prospects. But the whole point of a discovery meeting is discovering whether or not the person you're calling on is a qualified prospect. Once you've discovered that, now you can move on to cultivation. You are cultivating toward a major gift by asking strategic questions and listening the gift. Then you are solicit soliciting the gift. There's a solicitation meeting. And then finally, you've gotten the gift and there's a stewardship meeting, right? You're stewarding the gift. And then eventually stewardship slides right back into cultivation. All right, as you start to have more high level cultivation visits, and solicitation visits, there's a temptation to stop doing the discovery visits because you're like, I have so many good prospects to call on. Like, why would I go have a discovery meeting? And the answer to that question is because you're eventually going to ask that donor for a big gift. You're cultivating this person for a $100,000 gift and they're going to give it and you're going to steward them and you can't ask them for another $100,000 next month. So you have to cultivate more meeting, or you have to discover more qualified prospects to come behind them. That's keeping a healthy donor pipeline. All right, so score your points. It's that simple. Track your lead measures and then trust the process. And I promise you, you will raise money. If nothing else, you will find yourself getting hit by success because you have been getting in the way of success, getting in the living room. Good things happen. You don't even have to be good. You just have to be in the living room. All right. That's it. Thanks so much for listening. Man, these are fun. These are fun. All right. Hey, if I mentioned a resource, um, like the strategic questions, other resources I've mentioned in this series, uh, shoot me an email at clark at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. All right, this was step four. Next episode coming up tomorrow, we'll be talking about step five and planning your way to success. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. All right, Monica here again. If you like what you heard on this podcast, you'll love our online training programs. You can complete our online training programs at your own pace and you can watch or listen to them from any device. And unlike that last conference you attended, the challenge questions and action steps that come with each of our modules will give you concrete things you can do today to level up as a fundraiser. 
you'll raise more money than ever before by developing deeper donor relationships than you ever thought possible. So head over to majorgiftsfundraiser.com to buy now. Thanks for listening.